Wild man with a blade. Proverbs 16, 28 says, A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisper separates close friends. It sounds like the liar in this text is using some kind of a knife, spreading dissension and cutting apart relationships. The cutting tool he uses is his words. The Bible actually uses a blade as an example associated with lying speech. Here's one place, Proverbs 25:18. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a war club or a sword or a sharp arrow. So a false witness or lying is not for healing but, but for hurting. When someone lies and makes personal stabs, in some contexts, they do so for their own benefit. They may lie to cover a mistake they've made. It could be they have been emotionally cut or slighted by someone, and so they lie to make that person look bad or themselves look good. Everyone is told to lie in their life, possibly this very day. However, a liar, plural, implies uh, this is someone who makes a habit of lying. One way the evolution of a liar might come about is that they, like the example of one who feels they've been hurt, first lies to themselves saying, I am a victim. Now, of course, it may be true, but the real lie lays underneath their feelings of injustice. injustice. So then as they continue to do dwell on their injuries, they begin to believe that what they've been telling themselves, they're treated unfairly, is true. You see, at their core, the real lie is not that they've been treated unfairly, but it is that it is all about them. They're this, they are the center of the universe. In today's society, this is a common mindset. People's, people counted as victims are often offended easily, even among close friends. If someone simply disagrees with them, for example, whether about something life-changing or minuscule, they may act as though they've been betrayed or accused of an unforgivable act. They might even get angry as though their very existence were threatened. This, these kind of things should not be it, it may be a small thing like not returning a call or responding to a text. It can be them not returning something they borrowed. It can even be something so microscopic that it's possibly not even there at all. And yet, to them, it's as big as the moon. Again, basically, because it's all about them. Someone looks at us wrongly. when they walk in the door, or else they don't look at us. They may speak to us with the wrong inflection in their voice, or maybe they don't speak to us at all. We look for any way to turn whatever they do into a snub or insult, and then tell ourselves we've been victimized. We are such self-saturated creatures, and sometimes I feel that same tension tugging at my own heart. This way of thinking begins to ingrain our brain. It's like a permanent magic marker 
has written this on our mindset. I am a victim. And so, in all these situations, what will we do? We're tempted to be like the man in our text, making stabs and spreading rumors, trying to bring the failures of others inflicted toward us to the light. As we begin spreading gossip and rumors, it is a sure thing that we will be biased to the self-centered I am a victim complex, which has tainted our mind. It doesn't take long before we become obsessed with being the center of the world, paranoid, self-justifying, and always looking for ways to portray our self-righteousness and false humility. We become experts at turning a conversation to look like we are being bullied in some way. And uh, it's true, the heart continues to harden more and more until we are willing to engage in all kinds of dishonest practices, even lying to our closest friends. So in closing, don't become the man in today's scripture. We need to change our focus big time. God is the only one who deserves to defend his own honor because he's the only one who is honorable. Our creator commands that we worship him. He is jealous for his own namesake, and and yet we go about defending our own. For us to engage in defensive self-exaltation is actually self-adoration or worship. Like Satan, we seek to exalt our own glory to that of our perfect, sovereign, just, and almighty God. And so my goal for this coming year is that when people actually do me wrong, whether they shun me or overlook me, whether they do it on purpose or unintentionally, if they hurt me or steal from me or do not keep their word, my hope is... um, that I might not engage in defensive self-exaltation, that that I don't have to figure it out or dwell on it, that it doesn't steal my joy, but rather leave it to the Lord who knows all and, and pray that others may have, who have may sought my offense, join me in, in the worship of God. My mind and heart should not be overwhelmed with with self. I am not the center of the universe. My goal is that no physical or relational obstacles might hinder me from delighting in Jesus and worshiping my God with joy. Nothing should impede me or cause my eyes to wander from searching through and and finding delight in the Lord's treasure chest, in his unmeasurable riches, and then proclaiming good news of Jesus and his glory to others. I hope that's your, your goal for this coming year as well.